Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in to a very special, sad edition of the Daily Sports News Podcast. I'm Ben Conley, joined by Jack Patrick and Jack. The Dukes, they don't have a waiver. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. Emergency pod, emergency pod. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. Uh, yeah, the Dukes don't have a waiver, and it, it came to a shock to, I think, all JMU fans. Before we dive into today's emergency pod, I just want to remind everyone that Bet Online is your number one source for all of your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. Bet Online is always your sports information destination this season, as we have you covered for all of your sports wagering needs basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, even the UFC, and boxing and golf. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your couch. Head to the website that's betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to head on over to betonline.ag to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You want to get going with sports betting? Use Bet Online. Put a $100 first-time deposit in. They'll hook you up with a $50 free bet. So head on over to betonline.ag where the game starts. Probably not as much of a shock if you had told us this two months ago because it seemed like the athletic department all of a sudden started changing their tune within the last 30 some odd days. Uh, but still kind of hurts. The NCAA doesn't go back. They say rules are rules and JMU will be ineligible for the postseason. Kind of um, the last few years, there's been a lot of five and seven teams to make a bowl. So JMU still a good shot. If they do what they did last year, to make it into like the Bahamas bowl, to make it into the Northup Grumman military bowl, something like that. Yeah. So it's an interesting process from like, you have to request the waiver. Well, there, there's a lot to break down, I guess, that we'll try to break down quickly. I think my big thing, they don't get the waiver. Yep. Them not playing in the Sunbelt championship is technically due to a Sunbelt bylaw. Yes. So like the Sun Belt could change that, not the NCAA. But I think if the NCAA approved it, then the bylaw, like the way it's written, would allow them to be in the game. So you can blame the NCAA if you want, right? In that. But you can regard. also blame Keith Gill and the Sun Belt a little bit for not changing it. But also the Sun Belt doesn't want their potential champion to be bowl ineligible. Like and yeah, yeah sorry, I was just gonna say the Sun Belt like pitched in. Apparently Noah was reporting the police from the DNR. Like some belt players from other schools like wrote letters and yeah. used that as part of this pitch. So like if people are mad at the Sun Belt, I think that's misplaced because they did try to give James yes. a push. It's not like the CA situation where the CA literally the presidents were like middle fingers up to the <laughs> to JME. That's that's not what happened here. Yeah. Uh and I can't blame the Sun Belt for not letting JMU into the title mm-hmm. game because there's a Last year, Troy was one of the best group of five teams. And if Tulane doesn't have like an all-time historically great season, they may have been representing the Sun Belt in the Cotton Bowl. And so 
there's a shot that the best team from the Sun Belt has a shot to go to the Cotton Bowl, to go up to other high level bowl games. And if the Sun Belt was like, well, we we want JMU to be able to compete for the championship, and all of a sudden you have JMU competing for a championship, beating Troy, putting an extra loss on Troy's resume, and then JMU can't go to the best bowl game possible. I understand from the Sun Belt's perspective. Um, with that being said, it is not a foregone conclusion that JMU is going to have the same season they had last year. There's a very strong possibility, folks, that JMU doesn't even get a six and six record. Like the fact that JMU fans are all but like sharpied them into the Sun Belt East champions for the second <laughs> year in a row is a little insane. I don't know if you JMU fans have really jumped into the schedule and looked at it. There's a real shot that they start the season one and three, maybe even one and four. Um, I'm not trying to be doomsday. I think they win more games than that. But like, if you told me at the end of September, they're one and four, I wouldn't call you necessarily crazy. Right. Like that's, that's possible. I mean, I don't know if it's likely, but it's possible because the schedule is really hard. I think the other thing is like when something like this happens, fans the first reaction is like okay who can i be mad at how many people can i be mad at who can i immediately yell at and say you're an idiot for this because <laughs> my team doesn't get to play in a bowl game like i want them to and they still might actually play in a bowl game right you had, had mentioned that but it's it's there's a like strong looking, possibility they play right? in a bowl game. <laughs> but you're looking around and you're trying like all right who can i yell at and the first one is the ncaa which like easy Fair. punching bag i get it at the same time for them, people are getting upset where they're quoting like they don't want to create a precedent for all these teams applying for waivers. I kind of get that because if you do allow like one waiver, what's to say Sam Houston wouldn't apply for a waiver and JMU fans are going to go, huh, Sam Houston, well, they have no business getting a waiver like they're a poverty program and they're, they're nothing even though they, you know, they got a track around their, their field, which I'm sure we've said a few times. But at the same time, like they have a good coach. I don't, I don't know if their facilities are terrible. Um, they're not, they're not great. Like they're not JMU level, but they, they did beat JMU recently in a very notable game. And they went on to win the FCS national title that year. Like there's some case to be made that like, oh, they could do it. And if you're the NCAA, where do you draw the line? Do you have firm standards? They right, they do now where if they follow these rules, they maybe don't have a legal issue. If you're Sam Houston, you apply after JMU and they don't give you a waiver. Maybe you have a case like to sue them. I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of behind the scenes factors. Technically Sam Houston has won an FCS national title in more recent history than JMU has. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's like, that's not the, obviously on fields, not like the only thing you need facilities in the budget, but they're not like a nonsense program. Maybe they won't do anything. Maybe they'll turn out to be a total nonsense program, but it's, it's just kind of like, I understand the NCAA's position that like for us, it's way easier to, to just follow the rules that we have, which like Jamie, you knew, and Jeff Bourne said in his Bourne dialogue, where it's like, Hey, we knew the rules. Like we knew this wasn't a guarantee. So we're, we're kind of rolling with it. And I, I understand that it like hurts the student athletes. So from that perspective, like, yeah, F the NCAA, but they're thinking, I think more long-term and self-centered, which they always have. So it, it shouldn't come as like a surprise. I will say, I think the fan anger is then um, magnified because of the reporting around this. Um, there's been reporting since October of last season 
it was said at one point that if JMU won out, there was a chance they would put in for the waiver and make the Cotton Bowl. And that was something that the Sunbelt and ESPN would push for. Um, so that made it seem like, oh, they could even get it this year if they want to, but they just don't want to. And then it moved into, um, well, they're going to apply for it in December of this year. And then we'll know pretty soon after whether they get it. And it is a 95% done deal that they're going to get it. It's essentially just a formality that you have to put in this waiver. That's what all the reporting was around that, whether that's what um, was assumed by the reporting or whether that's actually what JMU was saying to reporters outside of press conferences, maybe more on the down low, maybe off the record. Um, Maybe that was the tune, but in the last 30 days, in the last 45 days, all of a sudden the athletic department, it seemed like stop leaking stuff to the local media and instead started just going on radio shows themselves and saying this was never a done deal very odd overall kind of the coverage of this, the fact that less than six months ago, this was all quote, all but a done deal quote, 95% chance it happens. That's yeah. That's from a Twitter thread with, with Shane Metlin of the DNR. And he added some, some good insights today. Very great insights. And that's why I'm not as upset at honestly, to start, I was very upset at the local media because I was, I thought it was a little, little, bad for them to be saying this is 95%. I still think it is a little um, not great for them to have been saying that, that it was all but a done deal. Cause it is the NCAA you're dealing with. It is a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, careless. It was, like, it was a little like presumptive, I think. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, like maybe they were confident, but it was one that like, all right, it's a few months out. Like a lot of stuff can, can change, but it was also in a Twitter thread with an app state fan. It wasn't like a series of stories saying they had it locked in. So I, I kind of get all that, but I thought it was interesting because you had had tweeted about like, how does it go from a assured thing to like, Hey, cotton bowl waiver could be a thing to then April, not getting the waiver. So Shane was saying new NCAA leadership, right? They have a new president. Um, and then it just sort of switched in the last month. He was saying there was a campus visit in that time where the tone seemed to shift within JMU's athletic department. Um, like the NCAA visited campus as part of this thing. And I think maybe originally they had this idea from JMU, I think from possibly speaking with NCAA like representatives that, oh, they have a good chance. And then after the campus visit, maybe there were some conversations there that are like, I don't know, it's kind of hard to go against our bylaws like, I don't know if that's exactly what happened but it certainly sounded like there's been a quick shift and that's kind of impossible for um, the local media to know unless like the athletic department is telling them or keeping people up to date and I kind of feel like the athletic department might have fallen short with like how they broadcast this I'll effort I'll also say I think the uh, there was a little bit of falling short from the local media as well um, from kind of every perspective where they didn't cover this all off season and they covered it the day this was supposed to happen. Like maybe an update here and there, we could have avoided yeah. some of this anger, but I do think majority of the anger is on the NCAA. And honestly, I think a little bit, and you'll, you'll dive into this now, the JMU athletic department. I think, yeah, I think they got to at least take some of the, the blame, not with like, obviously the 500 page document to, to go for the waiver, but the fact that they had like today, there was like the born dialogue and this FAQ 
like explaining the waiver process, which was all this information that I didn't totally understand to begin with, like all this great stuff. Feel like that would have been really beneficial in like January. Or like, or December, like football season ends. And you're like, right when they submitted the waiver, like this is something that we submitted the waiver today. Yeah, exactly. Like we're going for the waiver. Here's what the waiver means. Here's how the process works. And like really hitting home that like, this has never been approved before. We planned to like not get a waiver. Like we're all set to go with, if we don't, it would be cool. Here's why we think it's beneficial for the athletic department. But to have it the day of like the waiver not coming in, when you would, I think, floated to the local media that like it looked pretty good, that's that's kind of a tough look where it, like nothing happens. We don't hear about it after hearing all fall when people are actually paying attention to football, right? We were kind of all in on like Kiki Jefferson, women's basketball, what are they going to do? Uh, men's basketball making a push for the NCAA tournament. So we weren't paying that much attention to football and to not have like any updates after football season feels like it's tough and then for Jeff Warren to be like hey fans don't get mad at the NCAA it's like you guys kind of made us think that we had it yeah I think his his word was we were never disillusioned to think that this was a done deal I think we're I, I might be slightly off on that quote but that was I think said, that's what he said yeah in the born and it's kind of like oh well your fans I guess us included were disillusioned to believe that this was a done deal. Like that was what the reporting was saying. And that's what like everyone was saying throughout the entire season. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, actually we knew this was the case all along. Well, if you knew that was the case leak something, um, Kevin Warner was able to go out on radio shows a month ago. Why not too much? Like maybe say there's a campus visit coming up. Maybe they did want to keep all of this close to the chest and now it's blowing up in front of them a little bit, which that's fair. But I do think a little bit of anger should be directed maybe towards how this was handled from the athletic department. Am I crazy for saying that? I don't think so, man. It's confusing. And I think it's one where like if fans knew it was a long shot effort, I think it's looked at differently. And I understand like, hey, if things totally blew up in their face. They thought they had it. But there's there's really no reason why you wouldn't like under promise and over deliver in this spot. Yes. You know what I mean? Like there's no benefit to being like, to kind of floating or being like, we have a really strong case. Like if you say that fans are already kind of glossed over and like, Oh, we have a really good case. Like, just don't say that. Yeah. Or, or like say it later in your, your, I don't know. This is every time they talked to anyone who was like, we think we have a really strong case for this. And then they were like, you know, but it's probably impossible with the NCAA. It's like lead with that. Yeah. Let's lead with the fact that it's never happened, that it's really hard to get. Uh, I don't know. Um, I will say you tweeted this out. I fully agree with you. I agreed with you going into this. This doesn't really impact anything really extensively. Um, apparently they'll miss out on some money from the, from the Sunbelt, um, which isn't that much money. And also according to everything Bourne has said, they were already like the yearly budgets and their forecasts already included not receiving that money so it really doesn't matter that they're not getting it and now jmu in theory will just not play one game and it and and there's still a greater than 50 percent chance that they will play that game that they are quote-unquote ineligible for it just might not be the cotton bowl which also the fact that jmu fans had already bought their tickets to go to the cotton bowl is a little crazy because there's a 
strong chance that JMU isn't even the best team in the Sun Belt next year, let alone in the entire group of five. I also think everyone was well-intentioned. Like, I don't think Shane Metlin was like, I think he was just trying to share the information that he had. I don't think the athletic department was trying to mislead fans. Like, I think everyone was well-intentioned and maybe it just wasn't communicated as well as it could have been. Yeah. Um, I think even the NCAA isn't like horribly intentioned to be honest with you in this, this decision. I don't think anyone's bad. I think, I think this of- was what was going to happen the entire time. Like, yeah, and yes. I think we were led to believe that it wasn't, but no one's, no one's at fault. Everyone, it makes sense every single step of the way why the things were set. Like, we are a little upset at the wording of these tweets. We were upset at the how the, the Jamie Athletic Communications and the Athletic Department as a whole has now, like, changed their tune and has had a little bit of revisionist history over the last few months. Like, we're a little mad at that, but at the same time, those are the things they have to do and – from the likes of it all, this was the outcome that they were expecting and prepared for from the second they mo- made the move to the Sun Belt. Right. Like in, I don't know, it's everyone's glossing over last season. Like last season could have been a disgusting schedule of like half FCS, half FBS. Maybe it should have been like on, like if they had no, like if they had known that this was the potential, maybe we should have had, well, granted they, they proved that they didn't need that transition period, but yeah. It's cool from a fan perspective. They play at UVA this year. Like I'm definitely going to that game. They've got some home games that are awesome. Like ODU for homecoming seems really fun. App State November, really fun. So even from like the player perspective, I understand why they would be mad of like losing out on a conference championship opportunity. Man, if you go like 12 and 0 and you run the Sun Belt, like the fan base is going to be insufferable. Your head coach is going to be insufferable with like praising you into the media so it's i don't know it's still gonna be a fun year it's one where like yeah if guys want to transfer like go for it because they some of them probably thought they were gonna have a chance if like the only reason they played college football at jmu is for a conference championship you know fine like go go do your thing somewhere else but i also think it'll be pretty cool at jmu this year even if they can't play it like it was fun last year i thought i, I thought the players had a good i don't know I mean, they're going if they go eight and three again and beat Coastal Carolina in a de facto Sunbelt East Championship game, they'll get rings again. It's yeah, not like they the, didn't get rings last year. And also everyone's like, well, now JMU's entire team is going to transfer. From the from from what it sounds like, is that within the last month, within the last few weeks, at least since the transfer portal reopened earlier this week, it kind of had been known that this wasn't going to happen. So maybe that persuaded Ukwu to enter the transfer portal. Um, but we will have, we would have seen more players um, kind of, we, we would have seen more players jump into the portal at this point. If, if this was kind of the end all be all, especially now we're recording at 5 25 PM, the day the waiver was announced, we would have seen a flurry of action, kind of what Colorado has been seeing on the other side. We've seen no one enter the transfer portal since this decision, this, this decision was made. So if you're out there worried, Oh no, we're going to lose a lot of guys to the transfer. No, we're not. We would have already seen it by now. We would have been seeing it over the past week. I don't think anyone else is going to be entering the portal. I should rephrase. I don't think anyone else of important stature within the program will be entering the transfer portal. And I don't mean that in in rude ways to the 15th string wide receiver, but. I mean, I imagine most guys, if you're like a senior, you kind of have an idea that like, Hey, there's not a guarantee we're playing in a, but at the same time, like if you're if you're like, oh, I want to play in a bowl game, 
that still seems fairly like realistic. If Jamie was nine and three and our friend Dom was saying this today on a, a phone call we had, where it was like, if JMU is like nine and three and they don't have enough six and six eligible teams, do you think like the bowl game sponsor would be interested in inviting like the fan base that's never been to a bowl game? Yeah, I think so. Like they're going to travel and buy tickets and go and like be in the local community for a few days. So I think they'd be a very attractive team to make a bowl if there aren't enough eligible. I don't think it's, I don't know. I just don't think it's that bad. I I also don't think it's out of the question that they're going to a bowl game. He also, Dom, our friend on this call raised that like, since they've expanded bowl season to like a hundred different bowls, they have to bring in so many five and seven teams. Like over the last few years, they've had to have five and seven teams. So there's a very strong possibility that they're playing in a bowl game. Now it's not going to be the cotton bowl. It's not going to be a a bigger bowl that features typically kind of the top end teams of G five, but it may be the military bowl played in uh, Annapolis in Maryland. It may be, you know, a random bowl game played at FedEx field. Who knows? It may be played in Conway, South Carolina, because I'm pretty sure they host a bowl game down there Um, might be the Gasparilla bowl, but like, you'll have opportunities to go to fun bowl games that you can travel to and it'll be fun. The only downside is you might not be competing for the Sunbelt tournament, but it is wildly assumptuous to think that they are going to be in that same exact spot that they would win the East and play in the Sunbelt title game. It odds are stacked against them to do that again. And if they do like the AP poll doesn't ban you, you know, like the national the college media- football playoff won't ban you. The national media does it like if JMU starts five and oh this year, yes. beating Virginia, Troy, Utah State, and South Alabama with three of those four on the road, you are a national story. Like the Sun Belt might start looking at their bylaws, being like, oh my God, like, <laughs> like <laughs> is there gonna be too much pressure on it? You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be something where I think it'll, if you win, it'll actually turn into like you're getting more attention than you would have gotten if you had been granted the waiver. So I know fans are upset, but like, Home schedule is still dope. They didn't take away any conference games. Charlottesville, like September 9th, they're still kicking off sometime between like 12 and 8 p.m. And for the first time in like 40 years, JMU has a chance to beat Virginia with or without a waiver. It's still going to matter. It's still going to be cool. Like, I just don't think it's that big a deal. I think fans are frustrated. But honestly, you can be mad for like 30 minutes at like the reporting, the athletic department, how it all went down with communication, and then just like flush it. Like it's, it's April football season's cool. Lacrosse is going to contend for a title here. Like it's, it's fine. And my last point, I think it's very, this, this might sound weird, but I think Kurt Signetti is going to use this to like coach him up extreme. Like they have now the storyline for the second year in the row. No one believes in you. The NCAA screwed you go out there and show them you deserve a spot in the title game. And like worked last year. And this year, I think maybe more interesting is that they get to play two of the best teams in the West. So, yes. like, if you beat everyone in the East and you beat Troy and South Alabama, pretty much it's it's known, like, no, we're the best team in the Sun Belt. Like, you want to mock us for our rings? Like, well, then beat, beat us, us when we're eligible next year because, like, we've kind of been smacking you unless you're uh, unless you're Marshall. So we still got to get Marshall and Georgia Southern back. But you do that and, hey. Things are looking good. Well, that was our first emergency pod in quite a long time. It was nice to get one uh, under our belt. We love a good emergency pod. We do. So anything else you got to add? I don't think so. I think it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. Maybe a dumb rule. 
the, but uh, it's a rule. This waiver also only impacts football. I just want to throw that out there one last time. It has no impact on anything else across the JMU sports landscape. So, like, not only does it not impact any other sport, it only impacts potentially one game on the JMU football schedule. So, in the grand scheme of things, this impacts 1% of your happiness, probably less than that if you're going on a game-by-game basis of all of JMU sports' games. So it really doesn't matter. They're missing out maybe. It's like one and a half games because it's the Sunbelt Championship, which they're not even qualified for. So calling that one game is maybe a stretch. And then the bowl game, which they can still play in a bowl game, is only like a half. Like it, it's not as impactful as people think. And then the part, like you were saying with the money, where they're like, you know, we're going to miss out on $2 million here and we might not be able to do projects. Well, it's like you kind of knew the waiver wasn't a done deal. So you like the budget should... They've talked out of both sides of their mouths, like this entire, like you, Bourne's dialogue said that they were preparing for this and they were ready for this. And then in your frequently asked questions, you're like, we're going to miss out on $2 million and this is going to really impact our future plans. It's like, well, Bourne just said you were preparing for this. So if you were actually preparing for this, you shouldn't have accounted $2 million in your budget. And yeah, right. And then of course the same with it's where it's like, they didn't really communicate at all as an athletic department of how the process would look. And then they're mad. They're like fans you can't be mad it's like we you gotta throw us a bone and <laughs> tell us how it works because like i don't know the inner workings of the ncaa i don't think most fans fully grasp how quickly and fluid things can be so maybe born hits up a born dialogue a little more regularly in the, in the future if they've got a waiver coming <laughs> so for bennett conlin my name is jack fitzpatrick thank you so much for tuning in to today's emergency pod presented by bet online For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.